This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Live, live in the house, Charger on Pulse 95 Radio with me, Omar Duri. Can't wait to share the show with you today because I've got a professional boxer who is going to light up the room on the only place to be at three, the halftime show. Right, what it takes to become a professional fighter. We all know how it looks on the outside of the ring, but how does it look from the inside? And that's why we bring you athletes from all around the world. And this guy is no different. He's someone that has fought at the top level. He's a professional boxer who's fought all around the world, winning the German and WBC Baltic silver heavyweight title. And he's also fought names you might know on the TV screen. Carlos Takam, Derek Chisora, and the list goes on to develop his colourful career. He now resides in the UAE but fights all over the world and coaches athletes too. Shout out to my RBO crew as well who are listening in on Pulse95 Radio. Pulse95radio.com, our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority, even if you're chilling at home watching us live on YouTube. Thank you very much for connecting and make sure you buckle up because I guarantee you it's going to be an awesome show on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire then! What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! That time, and yes, you are tuned in on Pulse 95 Radio, the heart of Sharjah, on the halftime show with me, Omar Duri. Thank you very much for everyone who's locked in today with me here. And you know what, man? I tell you, I always bring the best people on the show. And you guys who are tuned in on Instagram Live are probably just jumping in. Shout out to Almas, Lulu, Boxing Expertise, Lynn, Nimir, Ninja, Mustafa, Nina, Zaruni, Kareen. Uh, Rashid, Jobo, Lara, Zaruni, Rochelle, Megan as well, Debo all the way from the US, Terry and everyone else. Thank you very much for tuning in. My guest today, Sanad Gashi is in the building. Let's give him a little bit of a round of applause. Sanad, what's going on? Yo, what's up buddy? How you doing? Yeah, I'm fine. How are you, man? I'm very happy that you're here on the show with me today, man. What an honor to have you here. Thank you very much. Thank for, you very much for the invitation. For, for coming on the Halftime Show. You've been a, a busy guy recently. We're going to get into that a little bit. But I want to ask you first, Sanad, how did it start for you in boxing? Uh, my father was a sportist, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I hadn't really a chance. I had to do something with sport too, yeah. yeah. So he brought me to the boxing and yeah. How old were you? When nine. You, nine years I old. I started with nine, the training. And yeah, I was really good from the beginning on because I was already training since I'm three from my father. Yeah. Right. You know, when the father was sportist too, you start very early. Yeah. So I came to boxing and it was, I was really not so bad. I was really doing good. <laughs> and where, where was this? In Albania. In Albania. Is that where you're from? Yeah. Are you fully Albanian? Uh, kind of mixed, but more, let's say more Albanian. Yeah. More Albanian, more because Albanian. you seem very well travelled, and you've, yeah. you've been around the world. I've obviously got a chance to get to know you away from the studio. Uh, tell us, the, tell us some of the places that you've been to around the world that have kind of helped shaped you as a fighter. Yeah, I was living in Russia. Okay, I I was living long time in Germany, mm-hmm. 
in, in Thailand. Mm -hmm. The last five years I was moving uh, back and forward between uh, Spain yeah. and Colombia. Wow, what was Colombia like? It's very different to Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> He's being polite. It's very different to Dubai. How is it different to the UAE? Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a different mentality. South Americans are different. It's, it's, it's very nice too, you know. Yeah, it has its pros and cons, obviously. Yeah, like every country. Yes, yes. And how long were you in Colombia for? Oh, it was just back and forward moving, like every time two, three months. Yeah, yeah. And and you you fought um, a lot of uh, familiar names, let's say, in the in the in the world of boxing. Carlos Takam, Derek Chisora, to name a few. But you actually made your professional debut on the seventeenth of May in two thousand fourteen, knocking out David Liska in the first round. I'm gonna try and recap your brain with that. When you walk into your first professional fight, people yeah. people talk a good game. But when you walk into your first professional fight, what's going through your mind as a boxer? The thing is, I had already as an amateur over 100 fights, yeah. So mm -hmm. it was for me basically the same. I was not I was not really nervous or anything. Yeah. I know what's gonna expect me in the ring because I was fighting as amateur every kind of fight. I was fighting Olympic game winner. I was fighting world champions. So in the ring, nothing really can surprise me except you have three arms. Yes. <laughs> so I, Do you change your mentality when you go from amateur to professional? Oh, no, I was training hard. You're yeah, training hard. Still, still, no. so, so you know sometimes when people make it as a professional, yeah. they, they switch things up, they develop things. Did you change anything or did you keep the same? Oh, no, no, sure. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a completely different sport from amateur boxing to the pros. Yes. It starts already from the rounds. As an amateur, you fight uh, three times, three minutes. Yeah. And a pro, you fight up to 12 rounds to three minutes. Yeah. yeah. So because of that, you need to also change your style because... There are people that are like world-class amateurs and the pros, they can do nothing because they are too much in their style. They mm -hmm. go three rounds full and then fourth round, they're dead. Yeah. So you need to stretch your style, you know? Yeah. And this was for me, for me was, for me, this was never a problem because when I was amateur, I, how, how do you scrap you, man? When I had a fight, I was in the beginning very slowly. So I need one, two rounds to wake up, yeah? Yeah. So after a while, my coaches, they make me before the fights so tired on the pads. Okay. That I go okay. in the fight like I'm the third, fourth round. Right, right. Okay, that's interesting, actually. So you would you would change your approach to the first two rounds because you were quite rusty before. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Excellent. And then that would then almost get you sharp enough yeah. to be able to, yeah. to, to fight. So the coach, they made me already so so much warm on the pads before yeah. the fight yeah. that I go in the fight like in the third round, you know, yes, as yes. an amateur. Absolutely. Is that why most of the time you would look to kind of knock out your opponents early on because you're already sharp enough oh, to do I'm so. Oh, I'm already sharp, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, excellent. And, and you know, you actually you said something very interesting, uh, styles. And I often hear the word styles, and then I hear styles make fights. What's your style? I would say I'm like a aggressive counterfighter. The thing is, I'm, I'm a heavyweight, Yeah. but I'm quite small for a heavyweight. What's what's small for a heavyweight small for people that need to know? means the size... And, and the weight. Yes. Uh, usually this top heavyweights at the moment, they have like 120, 125 kg. Right. And I have like 100, 102. Interesting, okay. And the heavyweights are like two meter tall, yeah? Mostly. Yeah. And yeah. I'm one meter 82. Okay. So if they fight against me, they have to punch down, yeah? Yes, yes. And on top of that, I'm a southpaw. That means I'm left-handed. Yes. And so the stand is also different. Interesting. Were you always a southpaw? Oh, yeah. I Always. can fight both styles, but yes. I, I'm mostly softball. Yeah. I write with left everything. Interesting. Um, 
you also coach, and I got to give a shout out to RBO, not just because they're you know <laughs> they're our gym, but you also coach, and I've seen you coach. I've seen you coach. Um, I've seen you coach me. I've seen you mm. coach uh, all sorts of different levels. Do you have to switch from fighter to coach, or do you stay the same? I, th- I think I stay the same. I just, I, I just when I coach somebody, I see what is his weakness mm-hmm. and how I would punch him. But I, I don't punch him. I just tell him, "Hey, yeah. close better here." Yeah. 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 Interesting. And and have you have you changed? But you also coach children as well. Yeah. Have you changed your style with children? <laughs> no. Still, still <laughs> tough. I just tell them what to do and how to do. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, the thing is, in boxing, after a while, everybody develops his his own style, yeah? Yes. But I try everybody to just show the basics. Yeah. And on the basics, they develop their own style, yeah? Yes. But yes. I don't try somebody to mix in to say, here and this, you're doing wrong, yeah? Yes. You you appreciate the styles they have, but you add their, yeah, to exactly. their weaknesses. Yeah, exactly. No, I just, I just optimize. Because yes. every, everybody is different, you know? Yeah. Every... S- somebody have a longer arm somebody have a shorter leg yes. but that makes a lot on the difference on the style yeah yes and yes. many many i see many coaches for example they try to push their style to every fighter right but that's wrong excellent here you go some, some nuggets for you guys to to feed off right okay what's coming up next we were gonna we're gonna talk to senad gashi about what it takes to become a fighter on the only place to be at three the halftime show on pulse 95 this is the halftime show with omar adouri This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. It's time. It sure is that time. And we're boxing here in the studio with Sinat Gashi live on Pulse95 Radio. Or if you miss the show anytime, don't worry, you can catch us on YouTube, Pulse95 Radio, or head over if you prefer a podcast, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Rami, all there with these fantastic guests. We got a riddle for you today, which you can win 500 dirhams uh, on Sharjah. Um, all you have to do is actually head over to the evening karak with Mikati and Aisha Mazmi and answer this riddle. It's in the heart, not in the money, for the ones in need, not the ones who don't. It's an annual duty and one of the pillars. What is it? Text us on 4215, let us know, and they will announce the winner tonight at 8.30 on the show. So, oh yeah, come on, guys. We want you guys to win some money. Grab, grab that answer. Make sure it's right. Put your name down, and we will announce it later today. Shout out to everyone who's tuned in on Instagram Live. We have Sinat Gashi on the show today. Uh, okay, Sinat, quick, quick question for you, my bro. Um, everyone talks about fighting, but what does it really take to become a fighter? It depends if you just want to be a fighter or if you want to be the best. Mm-hmm. How do you be the best? To be the best, many people see something and they think they cannot reach it. But the thing is, we are all humans, yeah? And the day have 24 hours. So you have to see how you use this 24 hours in your favor. It's not just the training, it's also the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. The many people go to the gym, for example, one hour and then they think, okay, they're done. But no. That they have 24 hours what mm. to do with the rest of it so you have to to put all your life into it it's, it's not just this one hour of training mm-hmm. it's a lifetime commitment exactly and and we mentioned earlier on the show you know you've you've traveled the world you've been around uh so many different countries and you've learned from so many different people how has that developed you as a boxer as a boxer yeah you you, you learn a lot of new styles you mm. see a lot of different coaching techniques and you try to 
you understand it. But the most important for my boxing was, I would say, my uh, my university. I did also sport scientist in Germany. Mm -hmm. Was the university, and um, it's important to understand how the body works, how the body adapts. Yeah. How the how the bones are, how the muscles work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When I had when I finished my university, I felt like uh, neon matrix. I saw everything like green coming down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds crazy, but uh, yeah, this this is. Uh, that's how it was. And, and as a fighter, do you learn as much through university as you do in the ring? The university was from my body. Mm -hmm. This was from my mindset, yeah? Yeah. Because I, I, I didn't want to be one of these dumb boxers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And uh, in the ring, you learn different. You, 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 you gain experience. But this experience I gained also from all the sparrings, you know? Yeah. So. And, and when it comes down to that, and actually something I wanted to ask you about, a lot of people are fearful of losing. They're fearful of losing fights. They're fearful of losing boxing matches. How important is it to lose? It's a, it's a part of the game. It depends also how you lose. You know, if yeah. you would, if you, I don't know, if you would have now a fight. If I would have now a fight, for example, which I lose close by points, yeah. Yeah. But which I still can fight, so I would be okay with it, yeah. Mm -hmm. But it would be crazy if I would fight and somebody would completely destroy me. Then yeah. I wouldn't fight again. <laughs> how how damaging is that on confidence when it comes down to like you said when you lose on points you learn from it but when you when you lose how important is confidence in boxing ah you need to believe in yourself if you don't believe in yourself nobody gonna do it i need to have the attitude of a champion you know yeah people have to you have to go somewhere they have to feel the energy before you're there yeah yeah and and from from the fights you've had, you know, having looked around yeah. and seen the way that you you know you've gone through fights from your debut uh, all the way to now, how is this, the Senat now compared to the Senat that started his debut? More injured. More injured. <laughs> <laughs> no, like as in like how how mature you mentioned you mentioned um, mindset. Yeah. How different is your mindset now to when you started? I think my mindset ha have, haven't much changed in kind of fighting and, and training, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I I know what worked for me. I know this since I'm small. I know how, how my body adapts and everything, yeah. I just the only thing, what I, in my opinion, I do wrong, is that I do too much. I go too extreme. Mm -hmm. I go over the over the extra mile. Is it a skill to be able to control that? Hundred percent. I, I I cannot let it go. I do, for example, exercises. Many people say, okay, do exercise 10 times, yeah? Yeah. I do it till the muscle ruptures or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I cannot control that. Would you say you are your biggest opponent? Oh, yeah, 100%. The guy mm -hmm. in the mirror. The guy in Straight the mirror. Here. Yeah. And how do you tackle that opponent? I try to work. I, I try to be better than yesterday. Yeah. This is every time I go, you know? Yeah. That's very interesting. Um, development is very key when it comes to boxing. Your development has obviously, at the age of 30 now, am I right? Yeah. At the age of 30 now. Your development, obviously, you've had the experience in the ring. How important is it to continue to develop even when you reach a certain age or a certain stage in your career? I think who stands still loose. You know, uh, also the sport is changing. Mm -hmm. They're coming new sports, methods and everything. Yeah. And it's important to, to adapt to the, to the new generation. Yeah. So... I think it's a, it's a very, very important point. The one who, who stops to learn, stops existing in boxing, you know? Yeah, very good. Very, very good. 
Um, you mentioned something earlier, which uh, which uh, we won't mention which gym, but there was an experience <laughs> earlier that you said you came in to uh, one of the the gyms, and uh, and normally sparring is is not something that they charge you for, and uh, you went to to go in. What happened with that? No, I was in the gym and they had usually have in every gym like a free trial. I called them on the phone. They said you can come free trial. So yeah. I go there in the gym and they say, yeah, today uh, I don't know. They saw me. They said you need to pay. I say why well, I need to pay? They said yeah because today is sparring. I said yeah but before was no sparring. They said okay, not today is sparring. You need to pay. I said okay, I'm gonna pay you, but this is gonna cost much more. <laughs> so yeah, I did sparring and you knocked them all knocked out. Everybody out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you said that in such a yeah yeah I knocked everyone out. <laughs> okay, coming up next, we're talking to uh, Sadat Gashi about fight about his fights at the O2 Arena, uh, also against fighters like Takam and Chizora, and what he thinks of the heavyweight division. So make sure you stay tuned for more on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse ninety five. This is the halftime show with Umar Aduri on Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Yes, we are live and live from Pulse95 Radio in the heart of Sharjah with my guest Sanad Gashi who's in the building today and actually if you were catching him on Instagram live he was showing you some of the combinations he was doing which probably got RR thinking what the hell is going on in the studio shout out to everyone who's tuned in and a special shout out actually to someone who's a regular listener and her mum's a regular listener Angelica happy happy birthday from us here at Pulse95 sending you all the love and I hope you have an incredible day and your daughter is extremely proud of you so happy happy birthday angelica we also have a riddle if you want to win 500 dirhams here in Sharjah. the riddle is it's in the heart not in the money for the ones in need not the ones who don't it's an annual duty and one of the pillars what is it text us on 4215 or do i hear someone whispering in the background that is sinad akashi who's here in the background you can catch him right there uh, on the back uh, what's up ben sad and of course everyone big has is also tuned in we've got the professional boxer here in the studio Senad, how you doing what's up man yeah everything fine you enjoying it yeah i love it you're having fun in the background you you, you worked up a little sweat with that combination you showed yeah, us what was I that see all time myself in the camera i'm, I'm distracted <laughs> I don't well, know how you guys can stand that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what was that combination? A one, one, three, two, one, one, boom, boom? I don't know. It was boom, boom was between you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you fought some some world class uh, fighters. Um, what's it like fighting Carlos Takam at the O2 Arena in uh, December 2018? What was that like? It was nice to fight uh, in front of so many people. You know, there was like. 25,000 people and it was really exciting. The thing is with Carlos Takam, they give me a very short notice on the fight. They called me like two days before mm -hmm. and uh, he was supposed to fight Michael Hunter, who's also one top 10 fighter in the world. So he could make it. They asked me, Sena, do you want to jump in? Mm -hmm. And I know the guy, at the moment I was just smoking shisha. <laughs> I'm like smoking shisha. <laughs> And I said to myself, okay, let's do it. <laughs> Why? Because I know I'm going to sell myself good there. Yeah? yeah. And I know it doesn't matter. The guy had 10 weeks of preparation and uh, I did with him a crazy fight. Mm -hmm. But I, So I went in sometime 
you need to go you, you need to go for it you know yeah. there, there never comes the perfect opportunity in life yeah correct sometimes you need to to jump in correct and and from that fight what did you take away as a fighter what did you learn about yourself in that fight oh i'm, I'm much tougher than i thought really yeah that was because i like i said this guy had a 10 week uh, fight preparation he was like yeah. fully trained i had like two two days preparation i was two days in order and uh, i went like eight rounds and i did a great fight excellent uh, master Uts asked you asking you a question here how often it's important to prepare yourself mentally for boxing even if you're dealing with cramps or injuries he's asking oh you have to be all time ready yeah? it sounds sometimes crazy but sometimes when i go to around to a room and i see people i think which combination i could fight on them yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> when you look at someone can you tell how you would approach a fight Oh yeah, every time. Yeah? Every time. When I see guys with long hair, I think every time I just would grab them. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a question here from Masoud asking, any tips for beginners for boxing? For beginners, I would advise you to, to search for a good uh, for a good coach Yeah. and to learn the first steps there. Not to learn something by yourself, otherwise it's very hard to get a, a bad technique out, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, there's another question for you here. You also fought on the same on in December uh, 2018. You were on the same card as Dillian White, Derek Chisora. You then went to fight Derek Chisora April 20th 2019. Yes. Talk to me about that as an experience and how was that different to the Takam fight? That is because I I did such a great fight with Takam. That's why they give me the Derek Chisora fight. Mm. So my my uh, how's it called mood my my anchorage got got awarded right with another big show yeah yes yes well, this time i was well prepared yeah and i was fighting against the hero of the city yeah chisora is like of london he's like the, the main man yes and it was nice you know i came in everybody was screaming against me but i liked it how, I, how is that you know we see that in movies sometimes yeah. we see how it is to be the underdog or someone that is the fans are against yeah how how you said you like it yeah. do you thrive off that Energy wise. Oh, oh yeah, I like it. I've been I went to the ring and I, I stepped on the ring on, on the ropes and the and the and the referee told me come in. Mm -hmm. I said no. And he said why? I said I soak up the hate. You soak yeah. up the hate, okay. And did you use that to fuel yourself for the fight? Yeah, no, I I just I just enjoyed every moment, you know, because nice. fighters Boxing is a very unthankful sport. You train 10 weeks for one fight yeah. and you just get this this uh, this thing for this attention for 30 minutes. So yeah. you have to enjoy every second of it. Yeah. You know, and when you're in front of 30,000 people yeah. and they shout against you, this is something crazy. This is cool. This motivates you. This fuels you up. Yeah. It's not like in football. Football, you have like 22 people. Yeah. Everybody's watching on everybody. Yeah? But in a boxing match, 30,000 people just on you. Yeah. And you know, okay, this guy's give it to me yeah yeah because you I take it all the pressure is on one person yeah, whilst yeah, in football yeah. it's spread over yeah, everyone exactly, else yeah, yeah. Um, another interesting thing w having fought Derek Chisora the way, the way you did how would that be different if you fought him now because oh, yeah. that, that was a that was a, a long time ago yeah that was uh, I, I did too much counter boxing the thing is uh, this is the topic against style make fights yes yeah. sometimes you have two people for example Chisora is also a very aggressive guy like me in boxing yeah yeah but sometimes some styles don't fit together. You have sometimes two people you think now going to be war and then it's very different. For example, I, I'm a counterboxer. That means if somebody 
punched, I try to punch between, yeah? Mm. And Shizora is a guy who throw power shots. Yeah. So for example, he throw shots and I countered him. Yeah. So he didn't attack anymore. Mm -hmm. So the action couldn't go through, you know? It's like stalemate fights. Yes. Everybody was expecting war, but from both sides it became very, very tactical. It was more like a chess match. Yeah, it was very tactical from anybody. Mm. Because it, the style didn't match. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, there you have it, folks. You see, we're giving you a, a scope of what it's like to be in the ring. And it's great to have, obviously, Sinagashi here to be able to discuss these experiences with us. But if you have any questions for him, make sure you text us on 4215 or do, or slide into my DMs at Omar Alduri and let me know. And, and a shout out to everyone else, by the way. The, the room today is on fire, who uh, who's throwing in their comments on the social media, on the Instagram live and, and keeping us entertained. And by the way, what I love about that is you got Masoud in India, you got, you know, Florin in New York, you got Dino in the UK you got all the RBO fam and everyone here from you know the UAE tuning in send us your questions in we're going to take a quick break now we're just going to have the prayer and as soon as we get back we'll answer those questions to our man the champion who's in the studio today Sinad Gashi let us know like I said 4215 or do or send to my DMs here's the Adan prayer going off we'll be right back after this enjoy folks this is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri Oh, he loves to fire that What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Yes, we are here, we are live, and we are chilling on Pulse 95 Radio in the heart of Sharjah with me, Omar Adouri, and Sinad Gashi here. Making it cool on the show. We had some great questions coming in, so I'm going to go straight into it. Sinad, so you got some questions in from the listeners. Who hits harder, Takam or Chizora? I forgot already. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I cannot really tell. They, they've all been normal. What's, they've all been normal? Yeah. Okay. What's, what's nothing, what's normal nothing? for you. <laughs> Not normal for us. Who is your dream opponent? Dream opponent? Oh, yeah. I would like to fight Andy Ruiz. Andy Ruiz. Andy Ruiz. Excellent. Or Luis Ortiz. Oh, I would like to have these guys. Yeah. yeah. What 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 about those two guys stands out for you? Why did you pick those two? Oh yeah, because of the style. I think this would make a good fight because just uh, stylistic wise from yeah. the fight from the style. Is it different fighting Mexican fighters? Oh yeah, the Mexican fighters. They, they they love to fight. Sometimes you see European fighters. You know, they they get a combination. Yeah. And they freeze. Mm -hmm. And Mexican fighters, they get the combination, they go through. Excellent. It's a different, it's, it's cool. Can you also introduce Rochelle to Anthony Joshua one day? She sent a question. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Why, why not? <laughs> um, boxing Expertise sends a question and asks, how would you fight Anthony Joshua if you had the opportunity? He's a, he's a bigger guy. I would go to his body and, and, and then to the head. So I would make him with the guard down and explode. I, I wouldn't box... Uh, much against him, I would like to destroy. You like to destroy? Yeah, because there is an old saying in boxing. It said, uh, "A fighter you need to box, yeah. and a boxer you need to fight." Interesting. So in Joshua, he's I think he's more a boxer, yeah. but he's a taller guy. How can yeah. a shorter guy box against him? Right. Against him, you need to fight. You need to make it a dog fight. Right. And and conditioning wise, would you say that's one of his strongest attributes? Oh yeah, he's he's, he's body wise, he, he's a monster. From his physique, he's yeah. He lives from it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've got also another another question here for you. Where did the nickname CC come from? Never heard of it. 
<laughs> there you go. He answered your question. But I'm sure when he sees you, he'll let you know. Um, okay. Uh, are you doing combo tech today? Yes, he will oh, be yeah. doing combo tech today. Oh my, you're the man, bro. No, Ben, you're the man. Let me just tell you, Ben. Ben is one of the best boxing coaches out there and someone I love working with. Um, we got Takam Forever. We got Yes Andy Ruiz. We got Gashi can catch Ruiz in the exchanges 100%. I agree with you, Ben. That would be. I would actually love to see that fight. That would be amazing. Um, we fight in Ready Cardiff Takam versus Joshua. I don't know what that means. Uh, you looking good, brother. Keep smiling, Sinad. That's for you. Um, a, a question for you now. People talk a lot about the pound for pound uh, best fighters. Yeah. What's your take on when you look at the different fighters at the moment, the different boxes? Yeah. Who's the best pound for pound? Is there such a thing at the moment? Best for sure, but I really don't don't take a closer look on that because it's, it's just it don't influence me you know I, yeah. I look on myself on my weight class the guys around and that's it yeah yeah and and uh, let me throw some boxes your way yeah. I want to know your opinion on them as, yeah. a, as a fighter from being in the ring uh, against a lot of these guys Dillian White what do you think of Dillian White every name who you're gonna say I'm gonna say he's great because he have the same passion and same love like me okay and and with that what's different about Dillian White to Derek Chisora for example that you fought I, I don't know. I think Derek Chisora was fighting Dylan White twice. And yeah. He, he was leading on points. Uh, in the first fight? In the, in the second in fight. In the second he was, fight. But then he got knocked out in the 11th round. Yeah. So, and Chisora actually is not easy to, to box, I would say. It's very mm. easy. Mm. When I fight him, I was surprised that he's so easy to hit. With, with Chisora? Yeah, I was surprised. Like, I was thinking, oh, is he maybe holding back or something? No, but he was not. Right. It, what about someone like Tyson Fury? Yeah. How how technically skilled is he as a fighter? For the heavyweight division, hundred percent a lot because the most heavyweights they throw like one two hands, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, you can see these punches. This is why I like the heavyweight for me. Yeah. Because you you can adapt very fast what's gonna happen, you know. Yeah. And Tyson Fury, he is he's a good boxer. He has the size, he has the technique, and he's like a box historian. Yeah. He knows fights from the thirties, from the twenties. Yes. Does, does fighting IQ yeah. really make a difference as a boxer? Oh yeah, 100%, 100%. How much do you study boxing before entering the ring against your opponent? You know, if you have a fight, you need like 12 weeks of preparation, yes? Mm -hmm. And in the first four weeks, you're going to do a lot of weight training, a lot of running to build up your cardio, yeah? your yeah. stamina for the 12 rounds. In the next four rounds, in the next four weeks, sorry, you're gonna do on the pets, the combinations, yeah. what you have to use on the opponent. Yeah. And then next three weeks, you take sparring partners who are very similar from the physique and from the boxing style of your opponent. And you use these combinations, what you learned the four weeks before. Mm -hmm. So this is the procedure for, for boxing. For boxing, for five. How much notice do you take to analysts or ex-boxers who comment on boxing? For example, someone like Teddy Atlas, who's quite quite famous in the, yeah. in the boxing world when he talks about boxing do you think that's outdated or do you actually take on the information he he, he gives I, I listen to everything but it need to make sense for me there is for example many trainers who say this is the best punch if i heard this already i get sick because there is yeah. no best punch yes. everybody every anatomy is different like yes. i said yeah yes and um I tried to listen. I was also, by the way, training in Catskill, where Mike Tyson learned boxing. Yeah, the yeah. The Castamato School, I was training there. Wow, okay. Uh, there's a question here for you as well, from Florin, all the way from New York. Would you ever make the transition to UFC? Oh yeah, 100%. 
yeah. I'm a fighter through and through. I fight already in the supermarket for the last package <laughs> of potatoes. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> that would be one expensive potato. Uh, <laughs> we've also got a question here from Boxing Expertise asking, would you fight in MMA against Ngano? Francis Ngano. Ngano, yeah. I would fight against anybody. Yeah. Because everybody is a human. Yes. You know, yes. everybody is afraid. Everybody want love. Everybody uh, have two arms. Yes. I would fight against anybody. I mean, you know what, Senad? We are approaching full time on the Halftime Show. It's oh. been such an honor to have you here. We've had so much fun. Shout out to Rochelle as well, who's here in the studio keeping us company. Before I let you go, where can we follow you? Are you active on social media? Yeah. Can you Senad, let us know your handles? Senad Gashi Official. Senagashi official is that on all the platforms no on Instagram on Tinder Instagram ignore that last comment get me in trouble (laughs) (laughs) thank you very much for tuning in and guys remember if you did come into the uh, last part of the show you can always catch our episodes on Apple Spotify SoundCloud and Rami if you like podcasts or even if you prefer a visual, head over to the YouTube channel on Pulse95 Radio and you can find us there. We've got fantastic guests like this man here who's giggling in the background, uh, Sadat Gashi. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3pm.